Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Micro. I hope you had a great week. As always, Let's Talk Micro is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find Let's Talk Micro. I am also on Instagram as Let's Talk Micro, no apostrophe, and on Twitter as Let's Talk Micro 1. So go ahead and follow. I always like to post pictures of organisms, and I also like to give updates as to when new episodes are coming. Or if I see maybe an interesting article in microbiology, I go ahead and share it. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go ahead and do so. Um, in the last episode, I finished talking about coagulase negative staph. And I also talk about micrococcus and aerococcus. They are two gram-positive cocci in clusters that you do see in the lab. Um, aerococcus, you might see it on the urine, some blood. Micrococcus, you see it more in the blood. Um, I talked about how to identify them, whether they're pathogenic or not and whether they need susceptibilities or not. I always typically like to do a recap on the first few minutes of, e of, of each episode from the previous episode, but today I'm not gonna do that. So if you have any questions, if you want a refresher, go ahead and check out the previous episode, which is episode 31, CNAS, Micrococcus, and Aerococcus. Today we have an interview, and I always love interviews. I get to connect with professionals in the microbiology and laboratory field, it is a great way to connect, to get more information. Now I'm gonna ask you these questions. You, for those of you that are medical laboratory professionals, and even if you're not, in your profession, do you find it challenging to get information? If you're a student out there, do you find that you, know, you need more resources? If you're a professional, do you wanna grow in your field but you encounter roadblocks? You know, you try to ask someone to teach you, you want to learn, and you find it very difficult to do so. Like typically, you know, you basically, you, they have you concentrate more on your work at hand. And then sometimes, you know, the grooming, the mentorship, the growing, it happens very slowly and not to everyone. So today we have two medical laboratory technologists and that's what they're called in their, in their country, which is Canada. So we have two medical laboratory technologists, which is the equivalent of a medical technologist or medical laboratory scientist here in the US, who have taken the initiative to create a website. And you're gonna hear about what the website is about in the interview, uh, what kind of information, what, is, what are their goals. You're gonna listen to that on the interview. And I, t and I told them so, but I, before we get to the interview, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a great effort and there should be more of them doing that out there. Sometimes, you know, there shouldn't be as many roadblocks as there are in this profession. Don't get me wrong, there are some wonderful people out there that always do their best, you know, they take, they take things as teaching, mentorship, uh, grooming and all those factors, they take it very seriously. But in other places, you know, maybe it's not as strong. It is challenging. And I know some of you listening out there, they're probably thinking, oh, that's me. So let's go ahead and listen to this interview. 
And I hope that at the end you agree with me that this is a great effort in their part. And I wish them the best. So on today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going beyond micro. So today we are actually talking lab. Um, you know, after all, I'm a medical laboratory scientist. And one of the goals of this podcast is to bring awareness to this profession and bring some information. So today I have two professionals in the laboratory field that they came up, they have a website and they're here to talk about it and their profession as well. Um, the website is medlabscholar.com and their names are Sander and Maria. So Sander and Maria, welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, nice to be here. Thank you so much for having us. So let's go ahead and start with uh, some introductions. I already said your names. Um, so let's talk about your education and where in the lab uh, have you worked on. So Maria, we'll start with you. So hi. Um, uh, so I have been a practicing medical laboratory technologist in Ontario, Canada for over five years. I originally graduated from the medical laboratory science bachelor degree program at the University of Ontario Institute of Technology. And after I graduated from this program, I then went on to work at a rural community hospital. And in this hospital, I worked in uh, multiple laboratory disciplines in a core lab. And I also performed phlebotomy and ECGs in this role. Um, from that hospital, I then went on to work at uh, other hospitals in the greater Toronto area. And then as well, more recently, uh, going to work in a more specialized reference laboratory. So the main disciplines that I've worked with over my career have been in clinical chemistry, hematology, and transfusion medicine. And more recently, uh, in the fall of 2020, I also graduated for, with a Master of Science in Health Science Education at Master University. Very nice. All right, congratulations. And uh, all right, so and what about you, Sander? Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, an MLT, so med lab technologist here in Ontario, Canada for just under two years. Uh, so I'm a bit more all over the place. So I um, went to do my undergraduate degree at the University of Waterloo, and I just did that in honor, sci honor science. Uh, so focusing on molecular and microbiology. Um, and then afterwards, um, I, I tried to dabble in academia, but I did not enjoy it so much. So I went on to do my advanced diploma at St. Lawrence College in Medical Laboratory Sciences. And as for my lab experience, uh, I worked in microbiology and virology. Nice. Uh, and then I moved into histocompatibility and immunogenetics. So we uh, focused on transplants for kidney, heart, and bone marrow. And this was all in Ottawa. And currently I work as an advisor at the federal government of Canada. Uh, and I'm also a master's of education student at the University of Ottawa too. All right, very nice. And for the audience in the States, uh, in the United States, because we're saying, so we call it here in the United States, we say medical lab scientists, there's medical technologists, and then in Canada is medical laboratory technologists. Yes, which is when you abbreviate it is MLT, but not to confuse yes. it with mm -hmm. what in the United States we call the MLTs, which are the medical laboratory technicians, which they have, they go through a program, but it's an associate degree versus a bachelor's degree. So I just wanted to clarify that for the audience. 
So now that you talked about, you know, your education, because I mentioned before, you know, there are many pathways here that we take to become a medical lab scientist. You know, there's like the two plus two, three plus one. Sometimes you have a degree and then you do like a year in internship. So what does it take to be a medical laboratory technologist in Canada? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, and there is a, a bit of a two main pathways depending on the type of person. Um, so for those who are educated in Canada, um, there's a list of accredited programs to um, graduate from in order to become a medical laboratory technologist. And um, these are kind of a mix of uh, community college uh, programs, uh, specialist uh, diploma programs, as well as a few bachelor degree programs, uh, as I mentioned previously that I graduated from. Um, but all of these programs are accredited uh, by accreditation body. And once uh, graduates of those programs uh, complete their program, they have to write the national certification exam. And this is held by the Canadian Society for Medical Laboratory Science, also known as CSMLS. And then uh, once they successfully pass that exam, um, different provinces have certain uh, regulatory bodies and they need to register in order to practice in uh, that province. And yeah, so going through that route is one way to become a medical laboratory technologist in Canada. Um, but another route is for those who are internationally educated. Uh, so those coming from different countries um, who have been uh, educated and have worked in different countries, they need to go through this process called a prior learning assessment. And this is also done through the CSMLS. And, and uh, once um, the CSMLS has uh, completed that process to ensure that the education and experience of that individual is equivalent uh, to our standards, then uh, they are able to write the CSMLS certification exam. And then once they pass it, it's the, kind, the same kind of process, um, registering with the regulatory body, if applicable for that province, and yeah, practicing. So there's kind of two routes to go about doing it. The one that Xander and I went through, and then the other route for those who are internationally educated. Very well. So it's, you know, so it's basically like it is over here that we take, you know, there's the American Society for Clinical Pathology, the ASCP, there's the AMT. And then depending on which state we're, you know, we work out of Florida, I've been one of them. So they, you do have to apply for a license here and here, depending on the state, you know, they will, they will take the ASCP in lieu of an examination and then we are allowed to practice uh, laboratory uh, medicine here in the, in the state that you are on. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about the website, um, medlabscholar.com. So, um, what inspired you to create this website? Uh, yeah, so basically when I was a student, I'm sure a lot of people will be able to relate. Um, we, felt, we felt that there was kind of something uh, missing in the profession. So I think it kind of came to me when I was studying uh, where I saw that there wasn't a lot of representation uh, from like an informal perspective, like a social media platform um, 
for example, like on YouTube, you could see these day in the life of med students or nursing students, where you have these really cool resources that are specialized just for nursing students, but nothing of the same caliber for the med lab community. Um, I think social media has definitely picked up a lot in terms of our profession, uh, especially in the last couple of years um, from when I was a student. And I think that's uh, mainly for two reasons, one being COVID um, and the other being the student demographic, the new generation that's coming in um, has a lot, has a bigger connection with uh, social media and that sort of platform. So I think that has definitely increased our uh, kind of awareness of the profession as well. and. For the website, I, I previously tried to kind of create um, a platform similar to it before, but it's quite a lot of work um, to achieve what um, what I wanted to. So um, I had to approach all these other uh, amazing med lab professionals. Uh, so Maria, Gabriella, Noemi, and uh, Monique, um, and we all have the same passion for the profession, for the field, and so uh, we kind of agreed that this that there was this niche that was kind of missing and we could definitely fill it and uh, apply our knowledge or skills and our passion towards it well yes definitely definitely yes there's there's always has been uh, you know on awareness about the profession and definitely not enough information and when you said about social media yes before I started this podcast I mean I I've been on social media for years, but then now that I started looking at micro pages and lab pages, you know, there's definitely a lot of information that's coming up, a lot of pages. And, you know, it's definitely been a great opportunity to connect with, you know, fellow lab professionals and others in the in the medical field. So what is, you kind of talk a little bit about that, but what is the goal for this website? So the goal of MedLab Scholar um, is to enhance uh, accessibility of these educational resources for medical laboratory students, but as well for professionals. And uh, doing this by providing relevant resources, up-to-date news uh, with a interactive, engaging, and community-oriented learning environment. Um, so we are doing this by providing learning the learning resources on our website, sharing educational notes, um, providing opportunities for education and professional development, and really importantly, engaging with the medical laboratory community globally. Um, although we may be uh, all Canadian professionals, the aim of this site is to reach a global audience of medical laboratory students and professionals. Okay. So, yeah, so that was going to be my next question. So it is intended for both students. If you are going through a program and you're trying to um, supplement on what you're learning. And then at the same time, if you're a, a professional and then you're also looking for some tools because definitely information is power. So you're definitely looking for some tools to, you know, be more proficient at your job uh, or help you in your career. So it is intended for both, right? Yeah, and I think it was, I think the goal of it was to kind of, um, like I was saying before, there was a bit of disconnect when I was student between, um, obviously being a student in the profession, you didn't always have a lot, a big idea of what people did in the lab, what people actually did in the profession. 
Um, so this was uh, this website is kind of a way to branch that and have sort of an informal outlet for med lab students and professionals to connect and and collaborate. And uh, like we said before, it's a, it's a global community that we want to create. Yeah, very well. And we'll definitely I will definitely circle back to the about the awareness of the our position of profession. Um, before that, I want to ask about the the website. As I was going through it, so I saw that you had, uh, you know, they talked about tutors and mentors. Can you elaborate a little more on that, please? Sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about the tutors first. Uh, so the, again, like I was just talking about, we we want an area to. Uh, for students and professionals to go where they can connect and also collaborate. So I think a tutor board was one of the first steps and most recognizable steps to take to create uh, a connection between people. Um, so basically what we do is we offer tutor services. So we offer pe uh, the opportunity to host people on our site for, to uh, show their tutor services. So um, someone can apply um, and they can be from anywhere um, in the world and um, they'll be able to list their services and people will be able to uh, contact them and connect with them um, to be tutored by them. Uh, and so it's all the connecting and tutoring is done outside of the website. We kind of just provide the method or the area to connect with. And so for the uh, mentorship um, on our website, we are also currently accepting applications into our mentorship program. And um, these applications are for both mentors as well as mentees. So mentorship programs are important uh, as mentors are able to provide guidance, direction, and advice to mentees. Um, and it's also extremely important for students and those early professionals in order for them to learn that valuable insight from more experienced medical laboratory professionals. And unfortunately, um, this is where there's kind of a gap in our profession as there are not as many organizations that provide mentorship programs specifically for the medical laboratory profession. So this is kind of a gap that we're looking at MedLab Scholar filling um, for those students and early professionals that are interested in being mentored as well as those professionals who are interested at being mentors. Um, so in our program, uh, when the mentors are matched with their mentees, uh, they will meet together on a regular basis for at least six months in order to discuss um, the mentee's career, academic or professional goals, and the mentor will help guide them through this. And uh, after the six month period is over, the mentorship um, can be extended if the uh, mentor and mentee decide to, but this is initially our, our plan for our mentorship program at MedLab Scholar. Well, definitely you said that about, you know, there's definitely a lack of mentors. And now, I don't know, it seems that it's very similar to the way that it is here in the States. I think that, yeah, that's something that I have noticed in my career and there's not, yeah, there's not a lot of mentorship and I don't know what it is. I mean, and it's not everyone and there's a lot of good, technologists and good lab professionals that are always willing to you know share and help out but you also encounter roadblocks and then sometimes you know you want to learn or you ask and then you don't you find those become sometimes a little hard like not everyone maybe wants to teach or you know they don't want to 
show you things and you try. So there's definitely some roadblocks there. So having this in a place where you can access it, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a great idea. You know, this is a huge profession. There's room for everyone. And yeah, of course, you know, if we know something, why not help, you know, an upcoming, you know, technologists, the same thing, you know, so they can shape their career and get the tools they need to succeed. I mean, it's, it's a huge field. I think we can all succeed together. And going back to the, to the tutors, um, it's definitely a great idea. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff that we have to learn when we go through this program. And you imagine now, especially this is great at the time of, at a time of a pandemic where a lot of the stuff has been, you know, you have to learn it online and, and that makes it even more challenging, right? Like you're trying to learn ground stains and plates and online, and it's just something that you have to, you know, get your hands on. So definitely having, you know, connecting with someone that can help you supplement what you're learning. It's definitely a great idea. Absolutely. So now that, you know, we're going to, then, you know, we're circling back to the lack of awareness. So that was going to be a question. And then you said it, I mean, Sanders, so there's not like over here. It's just like, I found out about this when I was in the military. I'm like, I wanted a job to do. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, I always, of course, you know, growing up, you always get your blood drawn. You, you know, you do go to the hospital, get some sort of testing, but you don't really think about it. And then I did. I found out about this profession and then most of the people that I have met in this field, they always find out by accident. Either they knew someone or a friend of a friend that did this program. And then it's always basically the same story. It's like, oh yeah, I have my degree and then I didn't know what to do. And then I found out that so-and-so did this program. Yeah, so definitely there's a, a lack of awareness, uh, which brings me to my next question. What what can we do to bring more awareness to our profession? Yeah, so there are, I think, many different ways that we can bring more awareness to the medical laboratory profession. I think one of the easiest things that many people can do um, in this day and age as well, as Xander previously mentioned briefly, is uh, with social media. So there have been many different uh, social media campaigns initiated by uh, lab medical laboratory organizations, either on a national or a more regional basis. Um, and this has helped uh, in the social media sphere give awareness to the profession. And in addition, especially with the pandemic, a lot of laboratory professionals and these organizations have been also giving media exposure about the realities of the profession, especially during the pandemic, especially during the shortages and the mass retirements. Um, and this helps to reach the public to inform them about the issue. So when they're wondering, oh, why is it taking so long for my test, my COVID test to come back? they can understand the realities that laboratories are facing today. Um, and as well, uh, you know, many laboratory professionals uh, have also written about these issues and these have reached uh, national outlets, uh, printed outlets such as newspapers or um, magazines or even online magazines so they can be reached 
more accessibly to everyone. And another way more awareness can be brought to the profession is a bit of a more challenging process. And this will be with government changes. A lot of the issues the current laboratory workforce faces, uh, especially in Canada, and this is probably very similar in the United States as well, um, needs to be resolved with government policy changes or uh, government support, either with pro providing more educational programs for medical laboratory technologists, um, as well as providing more funding. And uh, these processes take time, but I, there are a lot of ways that laboratory professionals can become involved in these processes uh, to help educate government officials to be part of uh, lobbying processes as well uh, with their government too. So there's, there's different tiers of ways that uh, more awareness can be brought. And I think all of these uh, different ways are very valuable. Yes, definitely. And yeah, it definitely takes, uh, takes time, but hopefully, yeah, we can, you know, there can be some changes and there can be more awareness and more people because we definitely always, you know, we always need the, the personnel, you know, one of the great things about this profession. Yeah. It's just at the same time, you can pretty much get a job anywhere because there's always demand, but at the same time, we could use more because we know we all found ourselves, especially with all the COVID testing and all the other challenges, you know, lack of supplies and everyone putting in extra hours. Yes, definitely. We, we need more awareness. Well, definitely. I think what you're doing is it's great. You know, taking the lead on, you know, doing something great for our profession. I mean, you had me at the, with the mentors, that's always been one of my biggest thing. I'm always looking for one and I don't find one. And then, you know, it's, it's, simple and at the same time you know it's not it's like you just okay it's like we want to do something you went ahead and did it and it, you know it definitely takes a lot of hard work but you're doing you know things like that that at the end it's just gonna help everyone and you know connecting people and giving everyone the tools so you know it's definitely some exciting times and i hope this really takes off and everyone you know starts using it more you know, hopefully with time, everything can change and we can see more, more laboratorians, you know, improving their careers. And if they want to go up and, you know, get more involved in management, you know, they can find it easier to do so. So with this, hopefully, you know, some of those roadblocks can be removed. So really, this is some great work. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience? Uh, no, I, I think uh, we, we've said a lot. Um, I think just uh, engaging in medlabscholar.com, the only way we can uh, build a community is to essentially grow the community. So just visiting us, seeing um, what we're about, um, connecting with us. We have many different ways of connecting like you, you do as well um, through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. LinkedIn, um, just visiting our website. We have a Discord as well. So there, there's so many different ways to connect with us and so many different ways we're uh, going to try and connect with you all. So um, just look out. We have lots of lots of good stuff coming. Yes, and please, uh, while you're on our website, register with us too. Uh, it is free. So, uh, and it, it'll, it'll be a great way for uh, 
medical laboratory students and professionals to be connected to the resources and services that we'll be providing on the website. Sounds great. So I want to thank you. Thank both of you for taking the, the time. Um, before I, I, I close up, um, so there are, there's, because I do follow, you have them, the website has its own like Twitter handle and Instagram, right? So it's just MedLab Scholar? Correct, yeah. Okay. So yeah, to you, the audience out there, when you are in your social media, go ahead and check them out via Instagram, Twitter, or go to medlabscholar.com. So uh, Xander and Maria, you know, it's been a pleasure. I uh, want to thank you for taking the time to come into Let's Talk Micro. And if you have something that's lab related that you want to talk about, please feel free. You're more than welcome to come back. For sure. We're a small community, so we definitely will reach out again. All right. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us. And that, my dear audience, it's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy listening to this interview. I certainly enjoy conducting it and connecting with two fellow lab professionals. Such a great initiative doing this website, putting more information out there. I hope this is the beginning of, you know, this is the beginning of change as to the way that sometimes, you know, things happen in the lab laboratory field, bring more awareness, bring more tools to make stronger professionals. So such a great effort. As always, stay motivated, continue bringing that passion to what you do. So stay motivated, stay safe. And of course, continue talking micro. Until the next time, bye.